Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. This is the weekly program where we look at world soccer. My goodness, there's a lot going on, even though we are still in the middle of a pandemic, but things are looking a little bit better with vaccines being passed out around the world. We're still getting uh, fans back into the stadium, but in dribbles, no pun intended. But uh, hopefully we should be getting more fans back into the stands as time moves on. I know the United Kingdom is under lots of uh, pressure to uh, keep people in the houses because of a uh, another strain they're saying of this virus that's going around. Uh, hopefully that will be brought under control with the uh, vaccines that are going out. So let's just keep our fingers crossed and hope things get uh, keep getting better. All right. January transfer window wide open now in Europe. As I said to you last week, this is like kids in a candy store with an unlimited uh, card. They just uh, money flying everywhere. Um, there are some names coming to the surface. The usual stuff is surfacing, but I'm not going to uh, speculate on that right now because I want to make sure that some of this stuff is actually serious before I put it out there. Um, there is uh, something that I wanted to bring to your attention. During the hoopla last week uh, surrounding the uh, changing of the guard at PSG there in Paris, uh, Mauricio Pochettino coming in to uh, take over. Uh, Nance, which is toward the bottom of the uh, French League, Ligue 1, uh, made a coaching change as well. Uh, the club is uh, on the west coast there of France, and uh, they have been struggling to get uh, going in the right direction. So they brought in Raymond Dumanche. Does that name ring a bell with anybody? Gentleman over here on the front row toward the right, he scratched his head and kind of got a grin on his face. So I think uh, that name has kind of hit a light bulb somewhere. Yeah, Raymond Dimanche was the coach of the national team of France during the World Cup in South Africa. And then there was controversy. Oh, my goodness, was there controversy, right? French players revolting and a solidarity, mo solidarity movement with Nicolas Anelka. Yeah, we all remember that. It got more press than, say, the, some of the teams that were playing in the actual tournament. Uh, anyway, that, um, that kind of went by the board and the, uh, the tournament finished up and the French kind of went home uh, somewhat embarrassed, but that's all water over the bridge, as they say now, uh, deal is uh, short term. It's only going to be till the end of the year. Uh, this is basically to get Nance back up into the table so that they aren't relegated to the second division. This is kind of like the same thing that happened with David Moyes at uh, West Ham United. He was brought in to keep the hammers out of relegation last year. He did such a good job, they kept him on, and now he's got West Ham up in the top 10 of the EPL. My goodness. So uh, let's see if um, if Dimanche can do the same thing uh, with uh, Nance. Now, Nance's got some good players on their team. They don't have a big payroll. I mean, it's you know, it's peanuts, but we have seen what coaches have, can do with peanuts in these different leagues. So Dimanche has got his work cut out for him, but I think he'll be all right. He's got the kind of uh, attitude and the kind of mentality that it's going to take to get this team back in the right direction. Uh, this is a team that needs uh, a good kick in the boot and uh, a good uh, uh, point uh, direction upward uh, to get them going. So let's see if this is going to make a difference for Nance. They are three points clear right now of the relegation zone in League 1. Uh, better late than never to make the change, right? And so uh, let's see if they can uh, get going. All right. Uh, hopefully, Dimanche can get the uh, Légion, as they're called. Now, for those of you who don't speak French, Jean is the uh, French word for yellow. Uh, their uniforms are very yellow. And so uh, let's see what uh, happens with Légion over there on the west coast of France. Meanwhile, speaking of Mauricio Pochettino, who is the new uh, jefe at uh, PSG, he's continuing to get to know his new team. You know, he, he had like one day and a half to meet the players, and then they went to play a game. <laughs> they went on the road to Saint-Étienne. Uh, they came away with a 1-1 draw. Okay, that's fine because, hey, new coach, new philosophy, new 
formation, new this, new that, uh, new uh, maybe a new kind of psychology to use on the field. Who knows? Uh, this things ha- these things happen with a new coach, and Pochettino, of course, has got his own type of way that he does things. He's a little bit uh, younger, a little more spirited than, say, Tim Tuchel was. Now, listen, Tim Tuchel is a good coach. He's a great guy. He's smart. He, he knows what he's doing. It's just that we need a little different style here because I think you've got some some egos and some uh, high payroll type people that are on PSG that need to be told that look, you know, I'm the boss here. You can your attitude doesn't uh, make it when uh, things are not going right. So let's uh, so let's listen to me, okay? So I think Pochettino is going to take uh, some uh, some control here. He has been seen in practice slowly raising the intensity level of the practices, and at times saying less talk, more concentration on the basics. Having been on a team like a PSG, well, I mean, we didn't have the payroll, but we were a professional team and we had to do it right. And the coach said, the way you practice is the way you play. And uh, that's going to be basically the way it always is. And so these PSG guys, I realize they are superstars, most of them, and they should be out there on the pitch uh, just, you know, tearing up the league like nobody's business. But if they're going to go into practice and just say, well, you know, it's another day. Uh, you know, I know what I'm doing. I can do this, blah, blah, blah. That ain't going to hack it. Uh, that, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that ain't going to hack it. Okay? So PSG needs to get in there and start thinking. Uh, things are looking good right now in the standings. They're up in second place. And uh, they got a good uh, couple of games coming up this weekend to prove what they are. And so we'll see what happens. So PSG hopefully should be back in the mix of the top three of the uh, league uh, there in France. Uh, this is where they should be. So we'll see what happens. Big news down in La Liga is the uh, unhappiness of Sergio Ramos at Real Madrid. Now, Sergio Ramos is a great soccer player. This guy is a mainstay of the Spanish national team. I like the way he plays. He thinks on his feet. He knows where to put the ball when it has to be put there. And he knows how to react to certain situations. So let's see if Sergio Ramos can get uh, everything straightened out there at Real Madrid. He still hasn't signed his new contract, and there's a definite, you might say, chill in the air. But uh, speaking of winter and chills in the air down in Spain, I know that doesn't sound right, but yeah, you know, Spain does get cold in the wintertime, and uh, this last game that Real Madrid had to play was, woo, to say the least, cold, huh? Uh, When I say cold, I'm talking real cold. I'm talking snow. Yeah, they played in the driving snow in Osasuna. Now, Osasuna, for those of you who are not familiar with Spanish geography, is up in the northern part of Spain. I'm talking northern part of Spain, up near the French border. Yeah, okay. That's up in Osasuna. That's where Osasuna is, and that's where the Osasuna should be pronounced, and that's where they had to play this past week. And it was a 0-0 draw, and Zidane was not very kind in his remarks after the game about the uh, playing conditions there in Osasuna, and he let the press know about it. He let everybody in Spain know about it. So uh, Real Madrid did get a draw. They got a point and got out of there. That's basically the way you do things when you're on the road and you're in a hostile environment. I don't care if it's weather, fans, or whatever. Uh, you come into a hostile environment, you know you're kind of uh, at a disadvantage. You, uh, uh, As they say, uh, there's a saying called the uh, KISS theory, and that's keep it simple. Okay, and uh, what you do is you keep it simple. You make sure you uh, don't uh, create any mistakes or create any opportunities for the other team, and you get out of there with a point and let's go home. So that's what they did. So Real Madrid uh, hopefully has thawed out by now as a team, and they will be moving on to other games. 
Uh, also, strong rumor that Atletico Madrid is pursuing Dembélé of Barcelona. My goodness, this would be high a real robbery if this occurred. Now, Dembélé, uh, for those of you who haven't watched this guy play, uh, he's kind of overshadowed by Messi there at Barcelona, but Dembélé is an amazing soccer player. Uh, this French guy is just, <laughs> he's just, when he gets the ball, he can dribble like nobody's business. He can put the ball in the net, and he can also pass. Uh, he's why, uh, really, Barcelona is the team that it is because he's one of those um, support kind of guys that helps Messi look good, okay? Uh, it would be a power move for Atletico Madrid, no doubt about it. Diego Simeone would be absolutely beside himself if he could get him. Uh, Ronald Coleman is not making a whole lot of friends at Barcelona, by the way. You know, he's that new coach there at Barcelona. He was the uh, national team coach at Holland before he came over there. And Coleman seems to have just not really struck a really good chord with anybody there in Barcelona. They're already talking about who some of his possible replacements could be. I thought this guy signed on like a three-term, three-year contract. Oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, uh, keep an eye on Barcelona. They are up in the standings. They are have moved up. They had a good week, and so uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, maybe Coleman with some wins can get these people and these naysayers out of the way. Again, Dembélé at Barcelona, possibly uh, a, a situation where he might move to Atletico Madrid. My goodness, that would really turn the uh, La Liga on its ear, I think, because that could be a real power move. All right, let's look at the standings from the past week. Now, the uh, EPL there in England is on uh, FA Cup week. Of course, there are no fans in the stadium because of this uh, other strain of the virus they found. So, uh, But FA Cup week is all week. And this in the FA Cup, for those of you that don't know, is a competition where all the teams in England, all like 161 of them, are playing. And so you get teams that are from the third division playing a team from the EPL. And sometimes you're going to get a route. But, you know, for the teams that are down in the uh, lower divisions, it's a real thrill to have the big boys come call on you at your stadium and uh, so, you know, they, you may have a grounds that holds 2,000 people, and uh, you may get 2,100 in there if the big boys come to town. Now, of course, obviously, nobody's in the stadium at this point. But, again, it's just a thrill to have the team in your uh, in your stadium. So in League 1, uh, we're going to move on to the French League since there's nothing to report really from the EPL this week. Uh, in League 1, uh, Lyon still uh, heads up uh, the French League there at 40 points in first place. They were 3-0-2 their last five games. Rudy Garcia doing just an incredible job at Lyon. And uh, let's see how long he can keep this team up there because PSG, let me tell you, is right behind them. And Pochettino is not going to settle for second best. I can tell you that right now. I know how the man thinks. And uh, th this guy is a real competitor. So PSG is in second place with 39 points. That's just one point behind Lyon, 3-0-2 for the week as well. Lille continues in third place at 39 points. Monaco has moved up to fourth place in Ligue 1 with uh, 33 points. Nico Kovac got this team playing really good football. So I like Nico Kovac. This guy has got a passion you cannot believe. And uh, he, is the, he is just right for this Monaco team. And so he'll keep, them, uh, he'll keep them going for sure. Now, Rennes is right behind Monaco. As a matter of fact, they're tied with him at 33 points also. 3-0-2 for the week for Rennes. Then Marseille right behind them at 32 points. Angers at 30. Then Montpellier at 28. Lons at 27. And Bordeaux at 26. That's the top 10 in Ligue 1. They've got a good race going there in the French League. In Bundesliga, I don't know if you heard the news, but uh, Schalke finally got off the schneid, as you might say. They um, have finally won a game. And guess what? Yes, that's right. An American got them the win. How about that? Let's talk about this for a minute. 
Matthew Hopp, 19 years old. He's from California. Uh, he's the first American to ever get a hat trick in the Bundesliga. Boy, talk about a great time, right? This kid has been uh, coming up from the academies. He's played a little bit off and on with the main team there at Schalke. And finally, they stick him on the field for this game, and he gets a hat trick. Huh. I mean, to tell you, great stuff, huh? Uh, so Schalke beats Hoffenheim 4-0 uh, in their first win. Matthew Hopp, American, three goals, great stuff. This is, what's, this is what movies are made of. And uh, so good congratulations to Matthew Hopp, and hopefully uh, Schalke can now you know, feel like what it's, what it's like to win and um, get that get up that Bundesliga table a little bit. I can tell you that when you're on a team that, say, loses four or five in a row and gets embarrassed, that all of a sudden you don't know what it's like to win. And so there's there's that there's that feeling that you can't get there. And uh, you've got it. You've got to push extra hard to get that feeling. And uh, so Matthew Hopp has given this uh, hope and feeling to uh, Schalke. And uh, let's, let's hope it continues on. All right, in the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich, of course, at 33 points up top. RB Leipzig in second place at 31. Then Bayern Leverkusen at 29. Uh, Dortmund at 28. Herrick Holland is back, and he scored a couple of goals. So he's got Dortmund right there. And if I were Bayern Munich, Leipzig, and Leverkusen, I'd be looking over my shoulder because Dortmund's right behind you. And I'll tell you what, once this team gets going, look out. Even with uh, Gio Reyna from the United States on the team, too, mm, I'll tell you what, that could be something. Okay, Union Berlin continues in fifth place. They were 2-0-3 for the week, so they were undefeated. 25 points along with Wolfsburg's 25. Munchen Gladbach at 24. And Christian Strike is doing a great job at Freiburg. This team... You talk about a team with peanuts for a payroll. Unbelievable. In their last 10 matches, are you ready for this? They are 9-0-1. Yes, they're undefeated in their last nine matches. One tie there along with nine wins. Amazing. Christian Strike doing a great job at Freiburg. 23 points, and they're in seventh place. Or rather, eighth place. Make it. Uh, ninth place, Eintracht Frankfurt. And then Stuttgart is in t- 10th place at 21. Bundesliga looking really good, has a great race going. There's some surprising teams there, and uh, this uh, Bundesliga could get interesting before the season is over. All right, let's move down south to Serie A and look at the Italians. Uh, AC Milan continues in first place with 40 points, 4-1 and one for the week. Then Inter Milan, 3-1-1 one one for the week with 37 points. Roma, 34 points in third place with 3-1-1. One one. Roma has moved up. Juventus, 33 points, 4-1. Weston McKenney gets a goal the other day for Juventus. Weston McKenney is coming along, and he is really uh, becoming a buzzword throughout European football. This American is just amazing. If you've ever seen him play, he is exciting. He's a backline player, but let me tell you what. He has no fear about getting up there on that front line and getting his nose dirty, and he will hustle back to the defense. Weston McKenney is showing why. He is being uh, admired by Ronaldo. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo at Juventus thinks Weston McKinney is great. And uh, now we understand why. So he uh, he has gets a goal this uh, past week. And uh, Juventus 4-1 and one for the week. Atalanta continues to show that they are something to work with. Uh, fifth place right now, 31 points, 4-0 and 1 for the week. That's right, undefeated. Atalanta is just a team that you have got to look out for. These guys cannot be taken lightly. Napoli at 31 points right behind, then Sassuolo at 29, Lazio at 28, Verona at 27, and Benevento continues in the top 10. Benevento has really done well. 
come up to 10th spot. They were in 10th spot last week and hold their position. They're 21 points in Serie A. Again, a team with a peanuts payroll, and they're in the top 10 of a major soccer, a major European soccer league. All right, La Liga, moving over to Spain. Atletico Madrid, 38 points up top. Real Madrid, 37 points right behind them, 3-0-2 for the week. Barcelona, 4-0-1 for the week, 34 points, but they're three points behind Real Madrid. So Barcelona is starting to make a move, maybe. And maybe some people will uh, give Coleman a chance there, the coach, uh, the former uh, Holland national team coach, a chance to show what he can do with this Barcelona team. All right, Villarreal right behind Barcelona at 32, then Real Sociedad at 30. Sevilla, 3-0-2 for the week at 30 points. Granada, 24. Celta de Vigo, 23. Cadiz, 23. Continues to show very well. First year in the La Liga, and they are in ninth place in the La Liga. Uh, Just an amazing uh, situation. And then Levante, 3-1-1 for the week. 21 points, 10th place in La Liga. Levante, looking like they could make a move somewhere along the line. Well, the major European leagues are looking um, exciting, to say the least. Uh, I tell you what, I still like the Serie A race with AC Milan and Inter uh, right there at the top. I mean, there, there must be a big line being drawn down the middle of Milan with those two teams. I, I just can't imagine these <laughs> with those two teams up at the top of Serie A. Oh, my goodness. And then you've got Roma, 34 points. They're in uh, third place. But then you've got uh, Lazio down uh, just down the uh, table a little bit, and they're only six points behind Roma at 28. So there's, uh, there's two uh, – City rivalries right there in Serie A that should be getting a lot of attention in the media. Okay, the Mexican League uh, started off their uh, new uh, campaign this past weekend. And so uh, we had uh, teams of Puebla, Tijuana, Chivas, and Pumas all tied. And uh, the teams that won their opening games were Monterrey, Los Rayados, Tigres, America, Toluca, and Santos from Torreon, Coahuila. That game by Santos, by the way, uh, they played uh, Cruz Azul up there in uh, Torreon. And, uh, of course, Cruz Azul went to the finals there of the last Mexican uh, campaign. And uh, Santos was a, had, a, had a great game, uh, 0-0 going into the 86th minute. And then the guy from Santos knocks home the winner. And so Santos comes away with a one nothing win. Leon, the camp champions from the last uh, campaign, they lost their first game. So we'll keep an eye on them and see how they do. All right, so that was the uh, – those are the leagues that are kind of in review. And now let's look ahead at what's coming up this week as far as world football is concerned. Now on Wednesday, we've got two games in Spain that are going to determine the Supercopa participants on Sunday. This is something they do every year in Spain. They pick four teams that have, uh, have records or something to that effect. And so they, they play them against each other in, in two games. And then on the following Sunday, they play the winning game between the two winners. So on Wednesday, you've got Real Sociedad against Barcelona and Real Madrid against Bilbao. Uh, and so Atletico Bilbao and Real Madrid, now it's going to be played at the Bernabeu. Whether there'll be snow or not, I have no idea. Uh, the Barcelona game is going to be played at Real Sociedad. So we'll see what happens. Now, the game on Sunday, the Supercopa España, as it's called, it's going to be played at Estadio La Corvetura, which is at Sevilla. Okay, Cartuja, I should say, excuse I want to pronounce that right, Estadio La Cartuja, which is in Sevilla. That game will be played on Sunday. That will be at 2.45 Eastern time on ESPN2. Yes, that's right, live here in the United States. Great stuff to watch, folks. This will be some great, great football. Supercopa España on Sunday, ESPN2, 
2.45 Eastern Time, 1.45 Central. Okay, also on Wednesday, uh, remember I told you last week about the uh, game down in South America between Santos and Boca Juniors. Okay, well, they played in Buenos Aires, and it was a 0-0 tie. Uh, Kuka is currently coaching Santos. If you don't remember Kuka, oh, my goodness, what a player this guy was for Brazil. And he was fun to watch. He was fast. He was uh, he was very, very uh, creative and had a, a great uh, knack for getting the ball to where it needed to get to. So Kuka is currently the coach at Santos. And Miguel Russell, what a player he was. Uh, he is currently coaching Boca Juniors there in Buenos Aires. That game went to a 0-0 draw in Buenos Aires. So now they're going to move <laughs> over to Brazil. Oh, this should be interesting, right? Um, talk about a rivalry. Okay, so uh, this is going to be on B in Sport at 5.15 Eastern time on Wednesday. You're going to have Santos and Boca Juniors with Santos, the home team. The aggregate currently 0-0. So we'll see what happens with that. Should be interesting, to say the least. Then on Friday, we've got the Rome Derby, you want to call it. Uh, Lazio hosting Roma there in Rome. It's going to be at the Lazio Stadium. Uh, ESPN Plus is carrying that game for those of you that get the streaming uh, type of broadcast. Uh, so you might want to tune in for that. That's going to be at 1.45, Lazio Roma. That's 1.45 Central Time. Then on Saturday... Uh, an interesting matchup in the French League. Angers is going to be hosting PSG. Angers currently in seventh position there in the uh, league on table. That'll be at 3 o'clock Eastern on B in Sport. That will be a good game. Angers, a team kind of uh, not expected to be up in the top 10 right now of League 1, and they are. So uh, PSG will have their hands full playing on the road at Angers. Of course, limited fans there in Angers, but still, you're on the road. You're in a stadium that, that's not yours. Uh, could be an interesting uh, test there for Pochettino and PSG. Now, on Sunday, we've got a few things that we want to bring to your attention. Liverpool was going to host Man U on Sunday. That sound like a matchup? Of course it does. Uh, Liverpool and Man U, 11.30 uh, a.m. That's going to be uh, Eastern time, and then, uh, or rather Central time, and 12.30 Central. That's going to be on the streaming service Peacock. Okay, now Inter plays Juventus. My goodness, talk about a rivalry here. Inter and Juventus lock horns on Sunday. That's going to be at 2.45 Eastern time on ESPN+. Plus. That, of course, in the Italian League. We told you about the Supercopa game on ESPN2 from Spain at 2.45 Eastern Sunday. And then Santos uh, from the Mexican League is going to host Tigres from Monterrey there at their stadium in Torreon, Coahuila. That's going to be at 8 o'clock Eastern time, and that's on Fox Sports 1. I think that'll be a game you might want to watch. That'll be an interesting game, a good matchup there. Now, on Monday, next Monday, the U.S. women's national team from the United States is going to take on Columbia. Okay, that's going to be on Fox Sports 1 at 7 o'clock Eastern time. United States women against Columbia. Of course, whenever the United States women play, it's always a treat to watch them with their soccer skills. They're very, very good. The way they move off the ball and the way they move the ball amongst themselves through the midfield. Just an amazing uh, clinic as, as they uh, take the field. So those are the things coming up for this week. A good week coming up in football, and there's some great games coming up. I'm looking forward to that Super Copa game on Sunday coming out of Sevilla at La Cartuja Estadio there in the city of Sevilla. Beautiful city down there in southern Spain. Well, that's going to do it for Kicks and Dribbles this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Muchas gracias. Merci beaucoup. Uh, Multi grazie. And uh, muito obrigado. 
Uh, I've been Dan McClay, and of course, Lauren McClay is our technical producer of Kicks and Dribbles. Uh, John Dang handles our sound, and DC McClay is in our ideas department. Now, folks, please continue to wash your hands, and let's keep that six-foot social distancing going, because I think it's working. We're getting uh, making some progress here on this. I know the numbers keep telling us otherwise, but I think there's some progress being made. Of course, we've got these vaccines going out, and we're going to need to get some people in the stadium. So let's keep working on washing our hands and that social distancing, okay? And of course, whatever you do, please don't have too many yellow cards.